a Friday, and if you're listening to QP Sports Exchange on a Friday, you know what time it is. It is Football Friday time. So, super excited about bringing this to you again. We're going to be West Coast heavy. We're going to talk about the Rams. We're actually going to dissect that a little bit for you. We're going to talk some UCLA, USC, let's go, rivalry game. You know I'm hyped for this. We're going to get into a little draft. And then at the end, for you gamblers out there, or what I call investment consultation people, we're going to give you about four or five games to look forward to and maybe keep your eye on. So, without further ado, let's get to the Friday is back. You know I'm super excited about that. The first thing that we got to talk about is the Rams' domination over the New England Patriots. And you know your boy was super excited about that. Yo, we working the air horns for that. You know what I'm talking about. 24-3, Rams dominate. A lot of positives to talk about, okay? Cam Akers finally got released from prison. Okay? I'll say that again. Cam Akers finally got released from prison in a sense. Uh, The Rams have been real gentle with Cam Akers in the early goings. I don't know what that was about. I think that was maybe just trying to indoctrinate him into the NFL. I think you'll see a heavy workload from him now until the season ends. So I was super excited to see him rush for 171 yards. That was awesome. That's the type of back that we need. And it's so cool to see the Rams get back to that. Because with all the flash and dash, that's what they were. They were a running football team that took advantage of the opportunities downfield when they presented themselves. Now, the defense was just sick on all levels. Now, I will say this. The New England Patriots offense is putrid. They don't have a lot of weapons. We talk about it all the time. It's not just the weapons, but it's Cam. And Cam reminds me of Steve McNair. Now, for you younger generation, go YouTube Steve McNair, Tennessee Titans, And you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, Steve McNair, back in the day, he was electric. Throw the football, run the football. He was a tank, just like Cam. But the hits took its toll. And I think that's what you're seeing with Cam. I don't know if he gets it back. I pray that he does because I really would like him to have a season where he's healthy, completely 
throw the football at least like 90% of what old Cam looked like with weapons. You know, get a real shot with weapons. You know, not taking anything away from the Rams defense. They were playing a kind of a pedestrian offense, but they dominated. They only gave up three points. That's what a dominating defense does, okay? They do not give up points to teams that don't deserve them. They did that. It was real sick. They had fourth down stops. They had goal line stops. It was so crazy. So then you sit there and you watch this whole deal goes down, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Our secondary played great. Jalen Ramsey was all over the place. Williams was all over the place again. The safeties. You know, the rookie Fuller out of U- Utah, the rookie Fuller out of Utah looks excellent. He brings something to that defense that is lacking when he's not on the field. So if you're a Ram fan, check that out. Jordan Fuller is doing it real, real big. So keep focus on that as the season goes on. The only thing that I worry about Jordan a little bit is that he's a smaller safety. And he gets nicked up a little bit. So I'm hoping that he's on the uptick on on his health situation. And we have him for the playoff run and into the playoffs. Now, here is Reality Vince talking to you. I cannot, for the life of me, understand my quarterback. Jared Goff, respectable, 16 out of 25, under 200 yards. Game managed the game exactly the way you wanted it. Heavy dose to run. We don't need to throw a lot. Okay. Well, here's the problem. Jared Goff doesn't seem to be progressing. He doesn't seem to be comfortable in the pocket and scan the whole field. Now, when you get him on bootlegs, he has three different windows to look at. That's a different situation, okay? So when you roll out, now you're looking downfield, so you have a short window, a a medium window, and a long window. So he's looking at one side of the field. Now, does that help him yes his accuracy on the run or in a bootleg situation is awesome his percentages are great all that but you got to be able to stay in the pocket you got to be able to manipulate the defense with your eyes and I don't see him doing that and that is alarming to me for a lot of reasons one I want to go back to the Super Bowl and it's going to take an extraordinary effort from our defense and special teams to have that happen. I don't have a lot of confidence in Jared Goff. Now, call me a hater. Call me what you want. I've always wanted nothing but success for Jared Goff. My problem is, is that, okay, I understand you can't be Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I got that. You can't be Aaron Rodgers. I got that. But you got to be somewhere in that top 10. You got to be somewhere where the ability to win games for your team, if you're trying to get to that Super Bowl, you got to have that. And they don't, which is ugly at this point. We're looking at a situation where it will be game management on full display. This will be. 
very Nick Foles-esque if the Rams get to the Super Bowl. The defense will have to play out of its mind. I think a more creative offensive football team will beat them. Unless, like I said, unless the defense plays out of its mind. And we are hearkening back to a Baltimore Ravens defense that was so dominant. A Chicago Bears 1985 defense that was so dominant. And we're hearkening back to that. Now they, they have a chance. Because they'll play field position on you. And they will put you in really precarious positions and get the ball and score on a short field or pick six you and the game is out of control. And now Aaron Donald can pull his ears back and just go eat quarterbacks because that's what he does. And he did it again last night. Another sack and a half from the... Defensive player of the year. I'm quoting Jalen Ramsey. They said, yo, stop playing with that man. And I'm going to say, you know what? Kudos to you, Jalen Ramsey. Kudos to you. Getting it in. I know that you're a spiritual guy. You my guy. You my shutdown corner as a Ram fan. Love you. You are now over. Stephon Gilmore, I'm giving you that. You weren't at the start of the year. I did not give you that at the start of the year. But now you are. You're the man. And for you to sit there and talk about Aaron Donald like that, that was excellent. And I'm going to go ahead and repeat those words. Stop playing with this man. Aaron Donald is an absolute fiend on the football field. He just creates chaos. And I don't care if you block him with two guys. He's going to get to your quarterback. This dude, they are 9-4, and four, okay? That means they played 13 games. This dude has 12 sacks. He's been double team, triple team. They scheme for him every week, and he still gets to the quarterback and wrecks what you're trying to do offensively. So... The Rams defense is playing great, but like I said, this is where it goes back. I've been harking on this, been harking all year on this. If you have a quarterback that is making like $30 million plus, and he's not that guy, he's not that guy that will get you a couple wins throughout the season. He's not the guy that if you turn the ball over a couple times or you know, you can't get off the field on third down and the team is just the other team is going up and down the field on you. Jared's not that guy that's like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. We'll put up 35-42 and you just need one stop. He's not that guy. And everything around Jared Goff needs to be right for him to be successful. And I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback. But I am. You have a plethora of weapons. If anybody else had these weapons, I mean, this, I bet you Sam Darnold wish he had these weapons in, in Gotham. I bet you he, he, had, he wish he had these weapons. I bet you Teddy Bridgewater 
in Charlotte wishes he had the Rams weapons. I bet you that. And I bet you uh, that team in uh, Minnesota wish they had the weapons we got. You know, I can go on and on. There's a lot of teams that wish they had the weapons that the Rams have. But they don't. And it's a crying shame because Cougar Cougar Cup is killing the game. But the thing about it is, is that you really don't get to see how explosive he could be. You don't know what uh, Van Jefferson would be if he had a little bit better quarterback. You know, Robert Woods is a possession guy, but he always catches the ball. The dude, by the way, the Rams wide receivers block like nobody's business. That's the other thing. If you're going to have a physical football team, yo, wide receivers got to block. And these dudes get after it. Love it. Love that they are taking up the challenge and helping the offensive line because they know that with the running game being in sync and doing its thing, less pressure off God. So now you just need to kind of manage the game, keep yourself out of third and long situations, and you're going to be all right. But I am, as a round fan, I am just like literally wringing my hands when I see Jared Goff back there. It bothers me. So, it's something I'll have to deal with. We got a couple more years on this contract. But I am not. I do not want to extend this guy. I really hope that the Rams do not. I try to buy into him. I try to sit there and go, oh, he'll get better. He'll get better. He'll get better. But I heard. L. Duncan on ESPN. Actually, it was, um, what was it? Uh, What was the show? Highly Questionable with Dan Levitard. Shouts out to you, Dan. I know you leaving ESPN, bro. If you need to talk to your boy, you know where to find me, QP Sports Exchange. But L. Duncan was talking on Highly Questionable the other day. And she said that Jared Goff was the gag bag of jelly beans. So you know how sometimes you can get, you know, sweet tasting jelly beans and then they'll have the same exact color and it's diaper flavored. I don't eat these things, but I'm sure it's out there and I don't know why it would be out there. But that's that's for a whole nother pod. That'll probably be on Question Point podcast. Which is the other part I do. So go to questionpointpodnetwork.com and get that. Okay? Because I am a renaissance man. I just don't do sports. I do life. We do a little comedy. We do a little social um, advocacy. You know, we try to do it all here. We try to be a well-rounded individual, man of God. All that type of stuff. So that's for a different pod. But I thought the analogy was was spot on. You really don't know. You really have no clue what you're going to get from him week to week. 
And I'm scared when he throws a football 35, 40 times. You know what I'm saying? Like, 11 interceptions in 13 games does not make me happy. You fumbling the football with your size 9 baby hands does not excite me at all. And it worries me when it comes to play all time. So that's the deal. That's the deal with the Rams. I'm looking... I'm just being optimistic that the defense keeps rolling. The running game keeps rolling. We timely pass. Our playmakers on the outside do their job. Shouts out to you, Tyler Higby. You are a monster. Uh, I am... Whoa. We are super excited about Tyler Higby here. A lot of people don't know about him on the East Coast because, you know, y'all go to sleep. Y'all don't want to watch the Ram game. I get it. I understand. But we love Tyler Higby here. Gerald Everett, I saw you in the backfield doing your thing, playing that H-back position. That was excellent. I was super excited about that as well, that he was getting it in. And then you see just the development of the offensive line. Keep in mind, they did that against New England, which you know the hoodie on the other side is a mastermind on defense. And they did it without Andrew Whitworth, which people are saying we're going to have to definitely go into the tape on this. People are saying that Andrew Whitworth will be back this year. He's already doing box jumps. Shouts out to Big Wit. Also up for the NFL Man of the Year. Because he does so much in the community. Doing it real big. This is a man that is almost 39 years of age. This is a man that has played in the National Football League for a long period of time. And he played for Cincinnati, where you have to love football to play for that team. That team has had a lot of down years. Cincinnati, I'm praying for your boy, Joe Burrow. You know that. You know I love that kid's game. You know I love that kid's moxie. You know I love that kid's fire and competitiveness. So, prayers up for Joe Burrow. I do believe that the Bengals, this is a kind of a blessing in disguise because you can get pieces around Joe Burrow because you're a higher draft pick than if he was there because you guys would have scraped, a couple, scraped together a couple more wins. I know this because that dude is awesome. If that dude was a Rams quarterback, whoo, and I'm not trying to take your quarterback. No tampering on this show. No tampering. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. But the Rams are looking great. They're in first place in the NFC West. We're, that's, whew, we got a rough division. And if San Francisco is healthy, they'd probably be over 500 as well. So there's that as well. The thing that is going on now that I want to kind of talk about and transition into 
is what happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers? How come the Steelers lose to the team that has no name and really doesn't play in a state? Washington beat the Steelers 23-17. And I was super confused about that game. And the way it seemed like a team that was like overlooking Washington and looking towards their next game. Which I understand. Buffalo and Pittsburgh should be awesome. But in the NFL, you cannot take anyone lightly. So, there is that. Now, I want to quickly transition into two things. One, let's talk about this playoff picture a little bit. Let's talk about how we think it's going to go down. Um, I am a big, by the way, Cleveland Browns fans, I think at the start of the year, I had you in the playoffs. And guess what? You guys look like you in the playoffs, bro. Congratulations to y'all. Y'all looking real nice right now. Baker is playing better. Um, that, that is absolutely a fact and I will be the first one to say this not really because it's probably the 56th person to say this but if you listen to this podcast and you're loyal to this podcast first of all shouts out to you shouts out to my people in India shouts out to my people of Pakistan shouts out to my people in France shouts out to my people in the UK shouts out to my people in Brazil and you know I'm going to give a shout out to almost my second hometown, Boston. I'm going to give out my shout out to Charlotte because Coach T and Mud Top Podcast, we still do it big. I know y'all heard the rumors out there that the dynamic duo has split up. Those rumors are greatly exaggerated. Do not get it twisted. Mud Talk Podcast represents for QP Sports Exchange. And QP Sports Exchange reps up, caves up, but Mud Talk Podcast. So those rumors that y'all floating out there, the haters. See, y'all don't want us to be number one on top of Apple Podcasts. I get that, but don't worry. We still coming for the crown. So, here it goes. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with this playoff situation. And right now, the AFC is pretty much, except for the Colts. I mean, I'm looking at everybody pretty much locked in. It's, it's the mad dash for the seventh spot. You got the Indianapolis Colts who hold it right now at eight and four. You got the Raiders at seven and five. You have the Ravens at seven and five, um, and that is it. The Patriots are now done. Sorry, New England, Boston, Beantown. You know I love you. You know I got crazy love for you, and you know I got crazy respect for the Patriots. This is a dynasty that people will talk about forever. There's probably going to be ninety-six more books. About Bill Belichick, the hoodie, Brady, 
Kraft, Gronk, uh, who else? Probably McGinnis. Yeah. <clears throat> so, a lot of people are going to talk about the Patriots for a long period of time because this dynasty is worth talking about. Nobody's done it better in the free agent era. And I don't count them out for next year, by the way. They have $68 million in cap space next year. And they have their picks. And you know the hoodie will get after it next year. Trust and believe on that. But it looks like it comes down to Indy, Vegas, and Baltimore. Be more. Are you a little worried? You guys were rolling. Then COVID-19 happens to Lamar Jackson. And then what? Yeah, it's it's gotten real bad. I still see that team as somebody is probably going to close out 2020 with a bang. So, I'm not saying they're going to get in, but I would not count out the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh, and that organization because they'll find a way. Vegas, are you excited about being this close to the playoffs? This might be a year too soon. David Carr kind of has reverted to David Carr. And that noise about three weeks ago where he was like a kind of a dark horse, chic MVP pick, all that's gone away. For sure. Mahomes is still the man. Sorry. That dude's awesome. Their team is awesome. So, you see that. The Dolphins are 8-4. and four. Two is back. He's game managing. This is exactly what you want in Miami. Actually, this is a little bit more than what you wanted. So, your Christmas present came early. Your present was the 2020 Miami Dolphins season. And a nice NBA run for the Heat. So, you guys should be... For Christmas, you guys are set. You guys are good. You guys got what you wanted. Playoff picture situation. You know, fighting and clawing for play, being in the playoffs. Your rookie quarterback getting experience. Let's not get him killed, please. Nope. We do not need any more Joe Burrows. So keep to a healthy. That would be fantastic. And then go off into the offseason and just be ready to roll in 2021. So we switch over to the NFC. Obviously, you know I'm super excited about the Rams. Just solidifying that playoff situation. You know I'm real geeked about that. So, but the the bottom end of the playoffs is a mixed bag right now. You got the Vikings and you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Actually, yeah, you got Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got the Arizona Cardinals. And even the 49ers are still in this. And by God, the Lions and the Bears still have a shot. Now, after this week, we won't have to worry about that anymore probably. 
unless something goes completely haywire. But seeing second-year quarterback Kyler Murray, little struggle right now, but see him like playing meaningful games down the stretch is very important. Whether Arizona makes the playoffs or not, this is a step in his development, and it only will make him better whether they make the playoffs or not. And I wouldn't count them out. I mean, Kirk Cousins is in the seventh spot. Minnesota, I know you're streaking. You started off terrible. He somehow figured it out, and you're 6-6. Six and six. But I'm going to tell you right now, Minnesota, if you're excited about 6-6, six and six, that is exactly why Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. Because that guy is perennially like this. This is not one of those things where, oh, yeah, like, well, we had some injuries and da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, we had to gel as a team, and we knew that Kurt was going to bring us back. This is every year. Every year. He's another quarterback that needs everything just right. Notice they got on a roll when Davin Cook started cooking. Okay, keep that in mind. When Cam Akers took over really a couple weeks ago for the Rams, they got cooking. So Minnesota, do not be impressed with your 6-6 six and six historic comeback and your redemption story. I'm excited for you guys because playoffs is always a good time. But pump the brakes on statue for Kirk Custis. Let's not and say we did. But are you are you weirding out that that there's still if like some things kind of go a little haywire this week and let's say Detroit and Chicago win a game <laughs> that they're still really in the playoff race? Both those teams are one game out. Now, if they were in the NFC East, they win in the division right now. Because that division, I still don't care. Five and seven, winning a division is terrible. But, you know, somebody has to win it. Somebody has to win it. And who is going to pull the short straw? To get slaughtered in the playoffs. Okay, so we pivot to college football. I'm going to get to that UCLA-USC matchup in a second because you know I need to do it. But first and foremost, we're going to talk a little bit about the U-Miami of Florida against the North Carolina Tar Heels. This is a big game. Game is huge. Implications of Orange Bowl birth, maybe, depending on what happens with Clemson and Notre Dame. But this is a big game. One, you got Miami of Florida 
out there doing it real big. Manny Diaz taking care of business down there in Dade County. And then, too, you got Mac Brown. The Mac attack is back. This dude has literally, North Carolina football program has risen from the ashes. They got two stud running backs in Javante Williams and Michael Carter. I like the last name. That's my last name. So, folks show on that. Both these dudes should, in this game, go over 1,000 yards. Javante is like 96 yards short, and Michael Carter is 63 yards short of 1,000 yards. So, the running game for North Carolina is on swell. And you know what? With that being said, I usually don't give out picks for these type of games because I just think it's going to be so close. You know, they both can't stop any. Mm, I know. It's like they got, okay, the pass rush for Miami is very good, but I think that North Carolina can run on them, which would then open up the pass. So, you know what? I'm going to have to go with North Carolina on this one. Not because of Coach T. I know y'all already thinking it, whatever. No, this is a Vince pick. I'm going to definitely go with North Carolina in this game. And Matt Brown usually shows up in big games. That guy can coach, and he's going to be able to bring it for North Carolina. I'm excited about that game. I can't wait to see it. I hope that doesn't go against USC, UCLA, because then I'm going to have to tape it, not get on Twitter, not get on Bleacher Report, and figure out a way to keep the blinders on and watch my game. Which, that brings me to, it is USC week here. Now, people say, oh, you're a USC fan, righteous. No, I'm not. UCLA, all the way, eight clap, all day. Westwood, you know, that's the one I'm talking about. Bruins. So, this game right here is so big on a lot of ways for UCLA. One, it's the Battle of L.A., and I understand East Coast bias. You guys got a lot of stuff to talk about. Florida State, Florida. Florida State, Miami. Florida, Miami. All these games. I get it. I understand. I feel it. You know, there's a lot of great rivalries out there. You know, Michigan, Ohio State, all that. But this game means a lot to L.A., you know, because these kids play each other. Um, you know, it looks like USC has a lock on Long Beach Poly. Shout out to Long Beach Poly. I live right down the road from them. So shout out to that program. Um, you know, so it, this, this is just huge. The one thing that I will say about this game for – UCLA is that it looks like they finally understand that taking care of the football is the most important thing. If you don't have the football or you give the football up and you give teams extra possessions, they will beat you. It doesn't matter. So it looks like they got that under control. If they have that under control, this is going to be a very interesting game. USC is undefeated. 
And if they win this game, they can go to 5-0, and and then they play in the Pac-12 uh, championship game. And then, you know, they think they have a sneaky chance of kind of getting into some sort of scenario where it's like, hey, we're the Pac-12 champions, we're undefeated, and we deserve a shot. Now, I don't think that is what's going to happen at all. I don't have West Coast blinders on, you know, when it comes to that. I think they could maybe challenge for a New Year's Six game. I think they could propel themselves into next season and say, hey, we're the class of the Pac-12. They could do that. But I don't think they can get, they can't jump from like 16 to 4 in two games. It's just not going to happen. So with that being said, you know, I am a growing fan, but I always say, I try to keep it as, you know, I try to think it through. I don't want to just be just UCLA, we're just great, and it, we're just going to win and don't give you any information on why they should win at all. Here's the thing. I believe that their defense is a lot better. I think this might be the best defense that USC has faced. I think that this team offensively is balanced in UCLA, that's what I'm talking about. I think that they have found an identity on offense, which is key and critical. Here's the thing. USC has a bunch of five-star blue-chip athletes. They get them every single year. Now, they usually have kind of squandered. You know, these guys go on to play great in the NFL. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. is killing it. You know, we know about Juju smith Suster. We know about these cats. They all getting it done. Ronald Jones Jr. is toting the rock for Tampa Bay. So they got the five stars on Swole. We know that. We, we, we see. I look at the recruiting every week. I see what's going on. But Chip is building. Chip finally is building. And it took a while because I think what a lot of people didn't understand about Chip coming back to college football is he came to UCLA and stripped it completely down. And I don't think people really understood that, is that they just said, oh, Chip Kelly, um, innovative offense. And he'll, you know, he might have a year where, you know, they're barely over 500 and then he'll just get them rolling like he did at Oregon. He built that program Oregon or help build that program in Oregon, and he stripped UCLA down to the literally the rivets and just the support beams. And they had to build it back up. And that means some tough years with freshmen, true freshmen starting on the offensive line. He had to get talent where he could. And he had to get talent that fit his system and he had to get players that understood what he was trying to do so he went through the growing pains the last couple years and now it looks a lot better the product looks a lot better now it's gonna sound like I'm a homer but I'm gonna pick UCLA in an upset knock off USC a clap all day long no fight on Sorry, Trojans, you're going down.
to the Bronx. Listen, if I'm wrong, you know where you can find me. On Twitter, here it goes. At QP Sports. On Instagram, at QP Sports Exchange. If you want to hit my personal Instagram, it's question point underscore pod underscore Vince. You know what I'm saying? That's how we get it going down. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about, there's a couple more games, but I want to talk about this. Because we have not done a good job telling you about the podcast and what to do. You can get the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Music has us on the pod, Stitcher has us, Google Podcasts, there's a place called Podcaster, definitely you can get us on the pod. So there are a myriad of ways of getting the pot. But the one thing that I want to tell you guys. Because I want to tell you right now. I'm going to take this two or three minutes. To salute the listeners. People who are listening. Boy we are blessed. Coach T and I will both say both this. As we're coming up on the Christmas season. We are absolutely privileged and honored. To be able to do this podcast for you. We want to bring real sports fans into the trust tree and feel comfortable about homing for your squad like I just did for UCLA. And I'll probably do it on B-Ball Monday for UCLA again. Coach T talking about his squad. North Carolina, you know he caves up for North Carolina. He caves up for... The Panthers, like I cape up for the Rams. So this is for the true sports fan. If there's a team out there that you're looking to get spotlighted, please let me know. You know, you want a more in-depth uh, storyline on your team, that's what it's for. So, again, at QP Sports on Twitter, at QP Sports Exchange on Instagram, and my personal Instagram is question point underscore pod underscore Vince. Hit me up there. Now, also, we have a website. Now, it keep in mind with this, this venture has just started. There'll be new stuff on the site. I hope to have new podcasts uh, coming up. We are trying to develop a couple as we speak. I won't get into it as of right now. But we're, we're trying to create a network here. We got two podcasts already. So there's Question Point Pod, which you can find on all those platforms that I mentioned before. And we have QP Sports Exchange, which what you're listening to now. But I wanted to... Give thanks to the to the people who listen. Um, there are a lot of countries out there that listen. Um, wow. We are so blessed. And the other way that you can help us, two ways. One is that when you download and, dis- and subscribe, that's awesome. Now, if you're on Apple, rate and review five stars. Yo, four stars if you think there's something that we can do better. 
but I appreciate the comments and the reviews and the ratings because this is the lifeblood. This allows us to continue to grow, continue on the mission. The mission is to be number one. We are going to be the dominant sports podcast. I am getting after it for you to get that. So it will take you to get us there. So download and subscribe, rate and review. Hit me up on the social media platforms so we can get after and uh, talk and talk about your favorite team. If there's somebody, like I said, if there's somebody you want me to spotlight, um, we will be bringing back um, Prep Spotlight soon. Um, I have some things in the works there. So we got a lot going on going into this next year, 2021. But I'm still focused on this year because it's been a great year. This podcast got off the ground and did I think that I would have fans in different countries, listeners in different countries? No. By the grace of God, I do. Shouts out to God because he's the only one that makes this happen. Did I think that I would have a cool podcast partner? And Tony Milton, a.k.a. that smooth boy from Charlotte, a.k.a. Coach T, a.k.a. host of Mud Talk Podcast. No, I did not. By the grace of God, we got that too. I told you when I started, there would be contributors. I am working feverishly on getting more. Coach T will be back. I told you about the rumors. Don't listen to them. You know, that's people trying to break up the dynamic duo. Not going to happen. All right. So, I just wanted to give the listeners a shout out. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about what the upcoming plans were. And hopefully get you guys excited about that. On the actual website... There is an article about college football realignment, okay? And I want you guys to read that and then give me a, give me a shout-out and tell me what you think because I'm open to ideas as well. So that's what goes down on a football Friday. I'm letting you know that we just appreciate you so much, and I hope that you guys continue to rock with us, continue to grow with us, tell your friends, tell your family, it's a pandemic. You can't go anywhere anyway. So listen to QP Sports Exchange. That's what you do. You archive it up. You get it going. You get everything, you know, well. Get the Christmas presents. You know, do your online shopping. Stay safe if you have to go out. Socially distance. Mask up. All that sort of thing. But we got like 22 podcasts that you can listen to. And some are super deep. We get into the to the social injustice issues and things of that nature. How, you know, some of these athletes can be, you know, more prominent in that. So, I really tell you, go back. Get to the roots of this podcast. Understand where we're trying to go and how we're trying to entertain you. So, then you can give me feedback so we can get better. Is that a deal? I hope it is. Hit me up on Twitter. 
Hit me up on Instagram. And we gonna just continue to rock with you. of the podcast that we get you into you know a little taste if you got a sweet tooth you know you dabble you invest i have my fingers up for the air quotation marks so here's some of the games that i'm looking at and then we'll kind of give you a little bit on them and then go from there i already told you about the north carolina Miami gang. Now, Miami is favored by three. I've already called my shot and said that North Carolina is going to win that game. So, you got that. But here's the other one that you might want to play with. The over-under is 67.5. Okay. So, I'm telling you, 70 should be good. I think that. This will be a high-scoring affair. Unless the water is crazy, you know, it starts storming in Miami. Yo, 67 and a half should go down real smooth. So, I'm looking for the over on that situation. Now, the other game that you want to look at, if you're looking at college football, right, you got a San Diego State 4-3 against a 9-1 pissed off, sorry for my language, BYU team who feels super robbed about losing to Coastal Carolina. So this is a statement game for them. They got to bounce back. They're going to tear up San Diego State. They're favored by 17.5. That's going down real smooth like open up a can, drink it, you know what I'm talking about. Now, the over-under is 47. So, they must think that San Diego State is not going to score a lot of points if BYU is favored by 17.5 and and the over-under is 47. So, they're calling it like, yo, this is going to be something like 35 to 10, something like that. Here's the thing. I think in the first quarter, if San Diego State gets the gets it moving, it's gonna take BYU a second because they lost that game and that was a tremendous loss. And it's sometimes it's hard for the kids to bounce back a little bit. So I'm a little worried about this over under. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Stay away from that game on the over under. Now the 17 and a half, take it. BYU all day, okay? So that was the college games that I really was just, that stood out to me. Um, I'm going to move on to the NFL now. Okay, so let's look at this real quick. Okay, we got the Chiefs and the Dolphins, and the Chiefs are favored by 7.5. And And the over-under is 50.5. So, how do we feel about this? 
Well, here's the thing. If the Dolphins can run the football, they'll be able to stay in this game. Now, they're in Miami. Here's the, the other thing is that Kansas City hasn't been playing great football of late. And Miami does play some defense. So, you know what? Give me the Dolphins. I get, yeah, give me the Dolphins in that game. Now, the over-under is 50. Do you think Tua can put up 21 points? Right? That's what it comes down to. Do you think Tua can put up 21 points or higher? So, if he gets some help from his defense, if he gets some help from the running game, and, you know, it's not like Kansas City's defense is lights out. Tua can run the football a little bit, you know, kind of just get them scattered. So, I'm looking at something like maybe like 30, 24. I didn't say, listen, gambling is not for the weak at heart. So, you're going to have to deal with some heart palpitations in this game. But I think you should be okay. Now, the Indianapolis Colts and the Raiders are playing. This is excellent. Because here's the thing. We get Phillip Rivers back in the AFC West, where this is where he spent his whole career. So, you're looking at a situation where Indy comes in, their defense is, it's okay, it's been playing, you know, they still got a good defense. Um, Phillip Rivers is just, I, oof, that guy just kills me, makes me mad, and he's making a ton of money. So, there is that. But the Colts, they're favored by three at Vegas. So, that tells you that Vegas, like, gambling casino Vegas, disrespects the Vegas Raiders. Don't know. I'm looking at Gruden and going, you know what? This dude has a shot for the playoffs. And beating Indy and beating Phillip would mean a lot to him, I think. And he's one of those guys that can just get it going for a game. And he game plans like a maniac. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to take, take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders in this game. Give me the three. The over-under is 52. Stay away from that right now. I don't know what these two offenses. I don't know if there's going to be a filling out process. Stay away from that particular situation there. Now, the, the other game that we're going to talk about is Ravens and Browns. Yo, this is a big game. Okay, Dog Pound, Ohio, you know I get down with you. Now, you know my podcast partner, Coach T, says that he loves you because his favorite player, LeBron, comes from Ohio. Now, with all that being said, let's look at, look at this game real quick. Ravens favored by two and a half. Offense looked terrible. It's not looked great. They beat Dallas, though. That was a kind of an elixir to fix what's going on with them. They still have a pretty good defense. They've just been ravaged by the COVID. Rabbits got COVID-19. It's been terrible for them. Quarterbacks, you know, quarterback was out. Running backs have been out. It's just been a mess. 
So, are we believing in Cleveland? This would be the game that Cleveland could win and say, yep, we are back. We are back. Baker could say, I can make all the commercials I want because I'm playing well. But Vegas, Vegas just knows how to do it, right? They put you in positions where you kind of go, ooh, what are we doing here? And I'm looking at the same situation. So the Ravens are favored by two and a half. Usually the home team gets, you know, it's usually minus three for the home team. That tells you a lot of what you need to know. So I'm going to take, I think, I'll put it this way. I think the Browns will cover. I don't know if they'll win. I think it would be something like 26-27. Like last field, you know, last second field goal wins the deal. So, but I got a sneaky suspicion that either way, one of these teams are going to win by a field goal at the end of the game with the time running out. And I, as far as the point spread is concerned, I'm thinking Cleveland, running game, defense, Baker's playing better. He's taking care of the football. Life is good. They cover. Kumbaya. Cleveland, I'm praying for y'all to win so y'all can get it going. So, we got that. See if there's any other games that I really want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Minnesota goes to Tampa Bay. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know my rule, right? If the teams are even, better quarterback wins. First of all, these teams aren't even. Tampa Bay looking for a bounce back, and they're going to get it in a big way. That's what's going down. They are favored by six and a half. That is a big number, especially when you got two teams that are battling for the playoffs. Dalvin Cook should be able to keep this game close. The thing about it is, I'm always worried about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has lost people a ton of money. Because when you think he got it going, he throws in a turd. See Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. That's, that's the caliber quarterback we're talking about. So, has Brady learned anything about his teammates? Because here's the thing. This is the time when Tom turns it on and they've figured it out. Now, usually he has Belichick by his side doing all this. And then they go into December. They make, Usually the, the run starts in mid-November. It's from 15th of November on Brady and Belichick were awesome. They just won a lot of games and put, you know, put their stamp on the playoffs of where they were going to be. So now does he, was, is Brady able to do that with Arians? I don't know. I really don't. That's why I'm having a hard time trying to figure out who I want to go with in this game. Here's the one thing I will tell you. The, the, the over-under is 52.5. Take that. Because I think that Brady will either put up a really big performance or that'll be such a close game that'll end up being something like 30 to 27. So one of the two. I'm kind of trying to talk it through with you guys to figure out what I want to do with this. 
let's see. It's not a primetime game, so we don't have to worry about that with Brady, right? You know what? Give me Minnesota and the points. I don't think Minnesota will win, but I think they'll keep it close enough. I think if Davin Cook does what he does, this game will stay close. And something like a 28-24 type victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So... That's what I'm looking for. Alright guys. I'm out of here. You know. Football Friday is something that we had to do. We, I'm gl- I hope you guys like the little breakup. Where we talk about basketball on Mondays. And we talk about the football on Fridays. And get you set up for the weekend. So here's the deal. I'm out. But be kind to one another. Be grateful for what you have in this season. Be grateful for the people around you that are still around you. This COVID thing is is taking people at an alarming rate. So keep yourself masked up. Keep yourself socially distanced. But when you get a chance, show your light. Be kind to somebody. Be generous to somebody. And it will come back to you twofold. Or maybe even more than that. But let's go ahead and build a better world if we can. Alright. So that's it. Football Friday is over. You know how I feel about it. I'm just so excited. I'm so blessed that we could bring it to you. And you know how we do here. Yo, air horns all day. You know how I feel about it. QP Sports Exchange is signing off. You guys have a good weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Keep it locked. QP Sports Exchange. Out.